Brand loyalty. It's something we've all encountered in our lives. We've all encountered that one person that's a diehard whatever fan. In my case, I had an uncle who was a diehard General Motors fan. Of course, nowadays, he's a diehard Toyota fan. These people fall into these things and only want vehicles from that. I grew up with it. My father only wanting vehicles from Chrysler Corporation, feeling that they were better than everyone else. But why is that? And why do people have brand loyalty? Is it a drug? Is it an asphyxiation? Is it because other brands gave them issues? Hell, there are millions of questions we want answers to. So why is it that some people only choose to buy vehicles from a certain brand? Why is there brand loyalty? Autoworks.net Autopod, streaming day or night, coming right at you, right here, right now. Welcome back to the Auto Looks Podcast. I am your host, as always, the doctor to the automotive industry, Mr. Everett J, coming to you from our host website, autolux.net. If you haven't been there, go there and check it out and see what we have to offer the world of the automobile. And we'd also like to give a nice shout out to podbeam.com. Podbeam got us out and helped us produce our first podcast. But they also push this podcast on many different streaming sites all over the world. We're on iTunes, we're on Pandora. We're on Spotify. Any other major brands you can think of, we are probably there thanks to Podbeam. So thank you. So like I said in the intro, brand loyalty. Why do people get asphyxiated on a specific brand and only ever want to buy vehicles from that brand? Well, there are answers to some of your questions. And we're going to go through a lot of them. So just listen up. My first one I found were, was my father, actually. He's a diehard Chrysler Corporation products fan. But why is that? Why is he only like that brand? Hmm. Well, as a kid growing up, we bought used vehicles a lot and when I was really young we couldn't even buy a decent used vehicle we had to buy what was, what was ever really cheap out there you know like some of those $500 fix-ups so we got a lot of bad vehicles in that well out of all of them that my parents own you know we had an international scout we had a Ford station wagon I can't remember the name my dad had two Ford pickup trucks and then he had a good stay with Japanese products he got two Datsun trucks and for being a drywaller those trucks took his abuse he was able to beat them up and they were great but they only went so far because we bought them near the end of their life to begin with and then we started getting vehicles that we were able to spend a bit more money on and the funny thing is is we had a k car and a dodge shadow dodge shadow was five speed so my dad had a fun day driving back and forth to work not fun driving through the city but fun as in he had a five speed my mom had the reliant well we're on vacation and that reliant the engine caught fire so being that we had brakes that fail on a ford we had an old datsun hatchback that left us in the side of the road and a couple other vehicles that really didn't have good encounters with this Chrysler product caught fire but the shadow that shadow lived on for so long and my dad liked it then he got a dynasty then he got a new yorker then he got a concord then he got another concord because i was in college i took his first concord and he started to see vehicles that were lasting longer he was spending a bit more money on vehicles because he's able to so he's getting a better product you know the dynasty was good but it left us stranded in barry and yet we still got the new yorker which we hit a bear in and had the whole thing fixed but the concord when it became mine i pushed that to 309 thousand kilometers my dad had his up and over 200,000 kilometers but started getting this thing where it would cut out on him he didn't want to bother fixing it so he went out and bought a pt cruiser which the transmission went on and now he has a 300 and another 300 so he's gone through a lot of different vehicles but he always stays 
uses Dodge products. Why is that? Why does he want to keep getting Dodge vehicles? We have been left on the side of the road and blindsided by some of these vehicles. I had a Chevrolet Malibu and had so many problems with it. I was in the garage every three to four weeks. Every month I spent almost $300 on that stupid car because it was crap. I had two Tauruses, one that got hit, so I never even got to enjoy it. And the other one, I had to replace the link rods every year. They're plastic and they had to be changed. Ford knew this problem, so all you had to do is bring in the old ones, get new ones. Kind of a cool deal, but I really wasn't into that car. Well, I really shouldn't be. I only paid 850 bucks for it. Didn't have air conditioning, but it did have CD and tape deck in it and a sunroof, so that wasn't that bad. But for myself, when I finally went out and bought a brand new vehicle, I bought something that I knew it could trust because I look into three facts when it came out, how long the platform's been around, and what year it was made. So there's three specifics there that I learned while I was in automotive engineering. But yet, people still go out and buy Jeeps, buy Fords, buy Suzukis, buy Nissans, Mitsubishi, Acura, Dodge, Honda, and they're fixated on it. I don't know how many people I've met in my life. Okay, sorry. To get to the end of my dad's story, he finally bought a brand new vehicle, he bought his truck. He has actually spent money while paying it off. I have a Toyota RAV4. I like Toyota, but, you know, if I can go out and buy another Suzuki, I would. Or I get a Durango or, you know, there's all kinds of different vehicles I like and might want, but there's specific reasons for them. My RAV, I've had for nearly three years and I haven't paid to fix anything. I have a Suzuki that's 10 years old. I bought it for just over $11,000. I was also after fixing the transmission. It's all one major issue at the beginning. Last year when I finally changed the brakes, which I had never changed in nine years, I finally had bought that car again. It took me that many years to spend $11,000 on fixing that car. Whereas a lot of my North American products, and some Korean, you constantly have to fix. So I don't understand how people get into it. Lots of people know that electronics in a BMW are the worst thing. The second you get an electrical problem, get rid of it. Mercedes, they only have a certain lifetime. And Audi, God, they had a certain kilometers. When you hit that 125 to 150 midlife crisis in them, you gotta put a ton of money down on them. But people still go out and buy them. Why is that? For some people, it's brand loyalty. It was your first car you liked it but then those are the people who get them brand new and then they get rid of them off their lease right before they get into any issues with them so they never get to learn the real repercussions of that brand because they don't own it long enough there's loyalty you get comfortable and you like it you know it could be the first car you ever owned and you love that brand for life or you know a best friend a spouse a girlfriend a boyfriend they had one and you naturally just got the same product as them because you like their car and you just kept staying with it even after you broke up with them but like i said with my uncle he was a diehard gm fan forever made fun of dodge whether they were going through the resurgence in the 90s hated vipers you know was all fixated only on general motors products he loved his corvettes still loves his corvettes but he bought one toyota and within one year he had spent less fixing that car in one year than any of his gm products within three months so he started to see the quality now he's a diehard toyota fan only because of the quality of the product he bought I had an uncle who loved his Honda, but he had no brand loyalty to it. He went through lemonade books, no comments, all the things I do when I buy vehicles. I go through and I see how bad this vehicle has been and how bad it's been over its life. If there's barely any bad comments on it, then you know it's a good product. So he had a Chrysler, actually a couple of them, and they were the worst things he ever had. Had a Jetta, went forever, but brought it out, and yet he still said it was a decent product. So a lot of people get their brand loyalty from friends or family or from owning an amazing vehicle. Some people get brand loyalty because it's the only brand they ever bought from.
from. And then brand loyalty can also come in the form of status. You may have bought all kinds of different vehicles from all kinds of different companies, but when your status changed and you were able to buy that premium or luxury mate, you knew who you wanted to buy. I wanted that BMW. And even though you keep it for a long time, you realize all the issues with it, it's that status that goes along with it. You don't want to give up the loyalty of it. Well, you could say that about Bentley and Rolls-Royce, but really the status and the quality of those things will keep you coming back. How many people out there are like diehard Porsche fans? Where Porsche is a commercialized vehicle now. I'm sorry to say this, but they don't run in the same leagues as McLaren, Ferrari, or Lamborghini anymore. They are generalized brand. Lotus is going that way as well. Even though Lamborghini has the Urus, they're still powerful. But people get crazy about Porsche. Why is that? Why do they have the brand loyalty towards that? Could it be the fact that it's part of Volkswagen Group? Or could it be the fact, you know, ethnic background? I have a friend who's German and only buys German products. I had another friend in college who's from Japan, only like Japanese products. So it's pride in your home country or pride in your heritage. You know, for me, the RAV did have a portion of that when I bought it because the RAV4s, well, at least the ones that I get here, are made in Cambridge, Ontario. They're built in the province I live in, in the country I live in. I don't care that it's a different brand from somewhere else in the world. I'm supporting jobs in my home country. And a lot of people get into that. There are people out there that'll buy a Ford F-150, even though they're a diehard Dodge fan, but the second they found out they were making them in Mexico, they said, no, I'm American, true and through. I'm buying an F-150 because it's made in America. You take pride in that. And that's a big thing with brand loyalty. Like how many people lost their minds when Holden got closed by General Motors? Holden was big in Australia because Holden was an Australian brand. Even though it was owned by General Motors now, it was started in Australia by Australians for Australia. It was built there. Same with Ford. They had their own Australian vehicles. They took pride in that. Pride doesn't always take front seat. Like we said, friends and family, first vehicle, status, and pride. And then through all of that, you've probably gotten the point that quality also comes into play with brand loyalty. Quality doesn't, doesn't attach itself to some companies on this list, but in the end, there are people who buy quality. Look at my uncle. When he got his Toyota, he realized the quality of that was way better than his GM products he had owned in the past. Of course, he had Chevettes and S10s and Sonomas. Wow, and a Buick Skyhawk that sat in our driveway forever <laughs> as he was trying to fix it. But he had loyalty for that. Even though his vehicles left him. I had to go pick him up with my grandfather once because the axle fell off his truck. He literally just broke off at the back. It's the weirdest thing I ever saw. Meanwhile, he got the tow truck, got that vehicle to a friend shop, fixed it, and started driving it. And he said it's the greatest thing he ever knew. I don't know about you, but the first second my Rio left me stranded when its engine blew, it's like, oh, for God's sakes, if I could afford to buy a new vehicle, I would have. The second time it le left me stranded, it got towed, I had the part fixed, and then it came home, sat in my garage. The only reason why I didn't get rid of it is because five speeds are really hard to find. I have no loyalty whatsoever to Kia at all. But why do I have two? Well, I had a choice between a Cavalier and a Rio for my first car. I'm sorry, too many people have Chevrolets customized. And, you know, there is a thing between GM and me. But that actually goes down to the corporate level, not the product because they do have some great products. I go by the corporate stance on General Motors. So for me, my feelings of hatred are based on a corporate stance. So I bought the Kia. My second one I got, I got out of necessity. We just lost our Mazda CX-9. I needed to replace it with something that big. It was the closest thing to buy the Kia Breg. Somewhat proud of it. It's the only body-on-frame SUV that Kia ever sold in North America. But I've had to repair it. In that same time frame, I haven't touched my RAV4. And it barely even touched my Suzuki. So my brand loyalty goes with quality. Like I said, some people could be swayed. There's actually one in brand loyalty that I love. And as I was talking about General Motors and the fact that I know down to the ground, 
ground level before Mary Barrera came in to General Motors. The corporate level there, I wasn't too into. That's why I didn't like the company at all. Plus, they kept screwing over Canadians with jobs, quality, parts, everything. Moving everything out of our country. So really, it hurt on somewhat of a personal level too. But that's where the last one comes in. Spite. You can get brand loyalty out of spite. Your ex-girlfriend or boyfriend drove a Ford and you hated them and they made your life hell. So, you will never be loyal to that brand. It will be loyal to its competition out of spite. Even though you like their vehicles, you hate them due to spite. For myself, spite is one of those things that, well, comes out of, like I said, your ex had it, you just don't want to have it. But spite also comes between car companies and some people who buy from those rival car companies have spite against the other brands. That's why they love their brand so much. I've met so many Ferrari people in my life that look at Lamborghinis and think they're cool, but they're still Ferrari fanatics. They want to go through the rigmarole to get Ferraris and think they're like God's vehicle. What? are they? And the people who buy Lamborghinis buy them because they like them. And when they find out the backstory about Fernicio Lamborghini and Enzo Ferrari, then the spite war comes in and they enjoy their product even more. Because when Ferrari people come up and say, oh yeah, we love our cars and we're better than you, Lamborghini people lay down their brand loyalty and say, yeah, this car exists because your founder was an asshole. Brand loyalty. Spite. You know, this also comes from spite with a lot of people. They may not get full brand loyalty, but some people may have spite again other car companies because of some of the people that even own them or drive them. Hell, if you check online, and I've gotten it through car and driver books as well and Motor Trend, they talk to you about the intelligence of drivers and what they drive. So what the average IQ of people who drive those products have. And you'd be surprised who the smartest people in the world, what vehicles they drive. I'd name them for you, but money may have changed. <laughs> I haven't read it in about two years and gotten anything from it. So it could have changed. Who are the rudest people? Who are the lowest intelligence? Who are the most arrogant? Who are the nicest? You know, it all comes out of that and can create brand loyalty when you find that out. Like if you're a nice person who really of high intellect, are you going to buy from a brand that has the most arrogant, rude people you ever met, considering the fact that p other people in the office buy that? No. You're going to have a loyalty to the good brand, to the nice brand, to the brand that you and all your nice people have. It's brand loyalty. But our last brand loyalty, this is the biggest one. Why do people get so involved in a specific brand? Well, the Ferrari question may answer that. Brand loyalty because of racing. Yes, racing is huge around the world. Formula One back in the 90s was the second most watched sport in the world. I used to tell that to everybody in my hometown that loves hockey because I'm like, you know, hockey doesn't even make the top 10. They still don't. Funny thing. Racing. How many people out there love the brand that goes with their favorite driver or their favorite team. How many people became more loyal to Mercedes with Lewis Hamilton winning? Infinity pushed the Red Bull car when they used to be the sponsor. And with Vettel winning, people became more loyal to that brand. They're like, my car is owned by a world champion. And people were like, well, it's not owned. It's the brand that's on the car. And sometimes it's not even the engine inside the car especially with Red Bull, they're all over the place. But like McLaren is holding out to keep an F1 because they know people see their cars on a Formula One racetrack and see them being a mid-tier racing division and kind of pushing the top tier guys now. More people are becoming loyal to McLaren. They're like, oh, the Ferrari may be winning this year. But McLaren is still there nipping at their heels. That's McLaren from Great Britain, my boys. Ford is one of those ones as well. Stock car racing. How many people get brand loyalty from the, what they watch? Like this comes from a lot of different sectors. Like how many people are Maple Leafs fan who live in Toronto? 
right? It's loyalty towards that. It's loyalty towards the racing team. And like we said with Formula One or IndyCar or stock car, V8 Supercar Series, Super GT, Touring Car, all of those can gain brand loyalty for people. That's why a lot of these companies want into it. It's odd when they pull out of it, even though they're the top team, but they want to go into something else, like Subaru did in Rally. How many more people got into Subarus, and especially the Impreza WRX, when Colin McRae was winning championships? How many people were diehard GM fans? Because Dale Earnhardt always drove a GM product, and he his sponsor, was Goodwrench, a division of General Motors. So with him winning, yeah, Chrysler back in the day. How many people were brand loyal to that car because of Richard Petty, the king, always driving his Dodges? He was the king, the guy that won more than anyone else. The king, Jeff Gordon. The Monte Carlo essentially stayed around for as long as Jeff Gordon raced. Did you ever notice that the last years of the Monte Carlo were near the retirement of Jeff Gordon? Because they wanted to keep that car for those diehard Chevy fans who loved Jeff. Gordon. Hell, my home country here, when James Hinchcliffe used to race, he raced with the Honda engine. And guess what? He was a spokesperson for Honda. So many people had more pride for that. They had lots of pride because Alliston, they built Civics. James Hinchcliffe is Canadian. Honda sponsors the Indy in Toronto. How many more Canadian things can you get? You got all of that pride and it's all part of your racing. It's all joined together. So naturally you're dedicated and by God, you're loyal to that Honda. Because everything in life that you love is tied to that brand. So really, in the end, brand loyalty. Do you have brand loyalty? And if you don't, does someone you know have brand loyalty? Oh, my driveway's got three different car companies sitting in it right now. I'm not really loyal to anyone. Any car company out there wants to try and sponsor me and get me to sign a contract to promote their vehicles? Well, you got a hard time selling Ever-J on that because I'm not loyal. I like cars, not the brand. I see a Toyota as being an exceptional product, but even they have their downfalls. And Honda cars are not gods. Same with Mercedes. The car only car in the world I consider an out of this world full production car that I would be desperately loyal to if I could afford it would be a Rolls Royce. But who wouldn't be? It's a Rolls for God's sake. They build the damn thing for you and only you. It's your car in your world. So do you have brand loyalty? Do your friends have brand loyalty? What brought them and made them loyal to that brand? Is it because it's built in their country or it's their favorite race car drivers or even their favorite movie star is attached to that brand? What made them so loyal to that brand and if that person switches or someone in your family switches or you have a bad experience are you going to change brands and become loyal to someone else these are the questions you have to ask yourself because i have given you all of the answers as to why people are loyal now you just have to figure out why that guy down the road is so loyal to a specific brand figure it out we do need brand loyalty in the end and a lot of car companies love it when they get brand loyalty because brand loyalty has repeat customers you don't have to spend money on marketing to gain that customer because they are loyal to your brand they love your products no matter what you do so loyalty is the biggest thing automotive companies strive for because when they get you on loyalty they have you for life so if you like this podcast please like share or comment about it on any of the social feeds send it out to your friends to your family to your acquaintances hell send it around the office and piss off some of the people that you work with that bother you get them to listen to this get them to tell you what brands they love and then go online and find those exclusive write-ups about who are the nicest people who are the best people and what brands are they attached to the most to figure out if that guy or that girl down in that cubicle that pisses you off 
drives a vehicle from one of those brands that are morons, rudes, idiotic people. Figured I'd like to thank Podbeam for all the hosting and streaming they do for us and getting us out unto the world. iTunes, Google Play, Samsung Music, Amazon Music, Spotify, Pandora, Stitcher, oh, Podchaser. I love podcasts. Holy crap. <laughs> There's even more than that. So you can find the Autolooks.net podcast just about anywhere. So for myself, Everett J, and the whole Autolooks.net team, strap yourself in for this one amazing ride that that brand you love will take you on.